it was made by the Coors Company. I was trying to save some money, so I was like, okay, you know, I'm drinking Coors. Let's try Keystone Ice. What are you doing on your phone right now? Are you just not going to talk? <laughs> You're just not going to talk to me during this whole... Just because it says it's brewed by the Coors Brewing Company, <laughs> Vinny, okay, there, there, are, there are a couple of beers that you just, you don't buy. And that's Keystone and Natty. Well, next time it, I won't be buying Keystone Ice. You just so you just now don't. now we know you, we'll never have to go through this again. You, you want to know? Would who you buys, like whiskey or no. rum? Because I have that. No, but you want to know who buys Keystone? Hmm. That guy that only has like <laughs> ten bucks to his name, but he's going to a party and he wants to play beer pong. I bought cores at the same time. <laughs> I bought cores. You just drank all the cores, didn't uh, you? Yeah, we're we're done with the cores, and now we gotta get rid of this fucking Keystone Ice. <laughs> This is the worst intro to an episode fucking ever. Alright, I'm so glad. Hello everyone and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, sitting to my left. Or my right. (laughs) They don't know, they're just listening. James Odell, Alpha Spectre. Had you just gone with it, nobody would have ever noticed. Well, see, that's why I gave it the pause. You can just cut that stupidity right out. Nope. Like our nerd news page, Sort of My Comics on Facebook, and follow Sort of My Podcast on Instagram. Check out Subject to Change Entertainment on Facebook and Twitter, and subscribe on YouTube and SoundCloud. You're checking this out somewhere. While here, why not like, comment, and most importantly, share. We're not kidding around, guys. Sharing is how we're going to get new listeners. We want to make that illustrious 10, the illustrious 1 million someday. Yeah, and we of all course, teach our kids how to share. Right. Everyone right. should know how to share It takes now. three whole seconds. One, like two whole clicks. And of course all our personal social media is down in the description below. Including the now correct, <laughs> what is it, Twitter handle Twitter that I had wrong? Bob. Yeah, Bob's Twitter handle <laughs> was wrong forever. I went back at least like ten episodes and fixed it. So, uh. I just kind of wonder whose Twitter that connected to. Uh, maybe no ones, man, because Twitter is pretty intuitive when it comes to that shit. Uh, I didn't go and check, but I'm pretty sure anyone who tried to type that in, uh, it came up just fine for him. I don't know. You know what's not coming up fine for somebody, though? What? Somebody, well, like, well, first of all, I should say I'm pretty fucking excited to get this episode done with, because I gotta watch the Comedy Central page pretty closely. Oh, Bruce Willis's roast is tonight, and as of recording this, roasted. And yeah, we, we got a few uh, few little spoilers as to what's going to happen during that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen them or not. Yeah, uh, that well, that was what I was bringing up. Yeah, apparently at the end of this whole thing, he says that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie; it's a Bruce Willis movie, and he's not wrong. It is a Bruce <laughs> Willis movie. He's not wrong. But well, that's not the only surprise that I was talking about that got ruined. Uh, oh, well then don't. I won't. Then just don't. Because uh, apparently you don't know. Uh, uh, but this whole... Dude, people are like pissed at Bruce Willis for this <laughs> comment, man. Like, just get over it. I look at it as a Christmas movie. But you know what? He's the fucking star of the thing. You know? 
You know why it takes so long between Die Hard movies? Because he won't sign off on them. And doesn't say anything good about his tastes since Good Day to Die Hard got off the ground. But, <laughs> but still, he's the man. Alright, that's my standpoint. And I, I look at it as a Christmas movie. I'm buying the, the Golden Books Die Hard Christmas book. <laughs> I know? forgot that that was going to be a I thing. For, I never bought it before. I'm going to buy it here soon. Uh... Did you watch... Oh, no. You didn't prepare it all for this fucking thing, so I don't nope. even think I should bring this up, but you... Dude, uh, anyway. But then, did you see Nathan Fillion was in uh, an Uncharted fan film? Yeah, actually. Did you watch that? I didn't I didn't watch all of it, but I... I either saw a gif or part of a video for it, but God, he's perfect casting it, for that. It is really great, the way that they pulled this off. And... What I love the most about it is, like, the only thing I like about the Doom movie. Uh, because that movie was garbage. But when they <laughs> so go into bad. the video game They mode, go to, like, the first person Yeah, mode. when they did that, I smiled a little bit. I yeah. thought that was kind of cool. And they do something like that with this. Oh, cool. uh, there's this part where he has to, like, he's escaping. He jumps out of this window. And then, like, he lands on his knees or he does a tuck and roll or something like that. But then the camera goes behind him and he's standing up slowly as if, like, we're entering, like, we've left a cutscene and we're, now we're entering gameplay type thing. Oh. And he says, not as easy as it used to be. Like, you know, like a character will usually make some sort of comment to right, lead you into right. the next goal and shit. And then, yeah, it goes into, like, third person game view mode while he's, like, looking around. You know how, like, the, the camera in a game will, like, follow your view around yeah, a corner? Yeah. But it, like, it's obviously not first person shit. Yeah, it's a whole, it's really cool. You should check it out. It's about 15 minutes. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen the full 15 minute video, but I know I've seen, yeah. like, a few clips and a couple gifs from it. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. You'll you'll enjoy it. It's, it's better than 90% of the video game movies out there, especially because, like, one <laughs> of the only good... fan film. One of the only good ones that come out recently uh, is apparently Tomb Raider. I still haven't seen that, but... I haven't seen the new Tomb Raider. Yeah. I don't know how well Assassin's Creed was received. Badly, um, from what I heard. I was going to say, like, I, yeah. I never really heard anything good about it. No, me neither. So... You never really hear... If, if it's a video game movie, you, you never really hear much good about it either way. No. Uh, we also have some poll results. We can mm -hmm. make an official announcement here. The winner of our best gaming franchise tournament was Pokemon. Pokemon. And it was, wow, it was an insane race because we had God of War up against Pokemon in the final four. Well, before that, we had it was God of War against Grand Theft Auto. Well, no, but and, we covered all that on a previous right, episode. But I went back and looked at that when we got the notification that the poll ended. Yeah. And when the poll actually ended, well, because okay. they're forced to go a full week, they ended. Yeah, and that was weird because deadline. it gave me the option to do custom. So I set up custom endpoints, mm -hmm. and it didn't end then. They yeah. automatically go the full week. And some dude commented on that poll. And yeah. was like, it's 50-50. What do we do now? And I gave him the whole spiel. I was like, look, this is where we were with it. We were polling the results uh, on that Sunday. And anything that happened after that, fuck it. Right? Like that, that just, to see some of them get that close. Yeah. 
It was, it was interesting. I didn't think it's we would have any of them actually go 50 And then it 50. was interesting to see the ones that just blew right past yeah. their opponents. Um, um, I think Super Mario Brothers. Or yeah. no, the one that really got me was Zelda blew right past uh, Elder Scrolls. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Uh, I figured it would have gotten, Elder Scrolls would have gotten a little bit more traction than that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... And I honestly thought that Zelda, it was going to come down to the Zelda in the final two. Yeah, and to bring it back to the semifinals, the final four, we had Zelda up against Super Mario Brothers, and that was another really surprising one, because you would have assumed that would be really close. Yeah. But, man, Mario Mario took it. Mario was like, what, 70 70 some odd percent? Yeah. 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 So I'm like, damn. Yeah, God of War and Pokemon were closer than that. I know. I, I think. And, uh, yeah, just... then it came down to Super Mario Brothers versus... <sighs> versus Pokemon. And it, I think the last count, it was 45% of the vote was going Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. 55% was on the side of Pokemon. So, yeah, that was the winner of our big thing. And, basically, the idea was, like, whoever won, we're going to do a Twitch stream for... And now we have to figure out how we're going to play a Twitch stream for Pokemon. <laughs> now, does the Nintendo Switch, does that have Twitch capabilities? I have not, like, sat down with it to figure out if we I need, can stream. Yeah, and I've got one unopened sitting in the other room just waiting. Yeah, we should look into that because if it does, then I think the game we should do is Pokemon Let's, Let's Go. Go. Yeah, because yeah, I think we both have that pre-ordered. So it doesn't really matter where we go with it. If we can, we could even set something up from where you have your own. You have your own switch now as well. We could figure out something to, uh, like either rent or buy used from GameStop and return it. You didn't hear me say that. Uh, (laughs) But the uh, the Pokken tournament fighting game Mm -hmm. that could work out too. That that, we'll just do a whole like Switch Pokemon night. Yeah. Yeah. So do, just figure do something out things. to actually make that worth watching. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know That'd what? Fuck it. Fuck it. We're going to stream Pokemon Red. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to like hold a can- like our phone over top of a Game Boy the whole time. Nope. Emulators. Now... No, we're going to do... Because you know what? I've got Mew on my Pokemon Blue version. And you know I got it legitimately through like the game glitch that's in there. Is the only way. I did the whole thing. I did it for the 20th anniversary. I and, yeah, yeah, I was making that. posts about it at that time. And I was so fucking 20 years of loving this game. And I finally <laughs> fucking got Mew legitimately. <laughs> Thank you, YouTube Tutorials. Uh, what would we do without YouTube? Right, right. Uh, moving on, though, we really should get into the news. I think we've got kind of a hefty episode here, and I know I'm not going to make my time in phone booth <laughs> news, for sure. It's way too packed. But we like to start off every show by talking about trailers. Uh, the first one we're talking about here is the new Dragon Ball Super movie trailer. Actually looks really, really cool. This is the uh, movie called, uh, I think it's titled Brawly. It's Dragon Ball Super Brawly. And it looks awesome. Goku looks as motivated as ever to become the strongest being out there. Uh, It seems to share some elements of the original Brawly film. Like the necklace, the father. Uh, I I believe they're on a different 
the green. I believe they're on a different planet. But uh, you you haven't been keeping up with Dragon Ball Super yeah. the show. I I've watched every episode. Uh, it ended episode one thirty, I believe. Uh, but yeah, one of the Saiyans from a different universe mm-hmm. goes all brawly, and really? so yeah, they had already established that latent Saiyan ability and the green and the energy manipulation that goes with it. Uh, yeah, and that's the cool thing about this because they established it in Dragon Ball Super. It opened the door for them to make Brawly canon, and from what I've heard, yeah. that is what this movie is. This movie is canon. See, that's what I've been hearing. That's what I've been hearing as well is that this is going to bring Brawly from just a a side like one off well, series that and the thing we had, we've been joking about it for years since high school and shit about how awesome these movies are. You got like Gogeta coming out of Fusion Reborn and you got all the Brawly movies and then Cooler and shit and how great these villains were, how awesome these movies were. Yeah. But they have nothing to do with the show. Like they're saying, totally they're, removed. They're they're completely separate. Uh, they're like the X-Men movies to the MCU. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're in the same time-space continuum. Except for, oddly, they are made by the exact same people who are making the show <laughs> at the time, too. So it's so weird that they never interconnected them. Uh, but it makes sense, because we've talked about, like, uh, I believe it was... We talked about it on the show, how they revealed why there was always such a gap between fights and stuff. Why mm. fights took so long and why that joke was able to be made. Because, if you didn't hear that episode, they were making the manga at the same time as the show. And the show was being based purely off the manga. So, they would do filler episodes that was like extra long-winded expositional fight breaks <laughs> seven just episodes to, to form a soup uh spirit bomb yeah just to wait for the next issue <laughs> of the dragon ball z manga so they could get to the next thing you could argue maybe that played a factor and when they were making the movies it was about making the movie making a contained story just yeah. this really cool thing that was happening because as far as i know those movies aren't based off of any manga. No, but no, I'm not I'm, I'm not of. deep into the manga because game. I'm pretty sure like Tree of Life, um, Doctor, um, what what the fuck was that guy's name? Doctor Giroux? No, not no. Doctor Giroux. The one with, uh, who was like a big brain in a um, in a mech suit. Yeah, you know what I'm talking brain? about? Son, no, <laughs> something. Something like that. It was one of those earlier movies. Yeah, though. yeah. And there was like a couple of red ribbon ones. Yeah. Um. I mean, there were all sorts of different. But there was the Bardock ones. The Bardock ones. Uh, uh, History but, of Trunks. Yeah. Uh. But you had of those Lord were, Slug. Yeah. None of them were ever considered like canon as, as nope. we consider things canon nowadays. Even though that didn't stop them from putting all of these characters in every video game, <laughs> right? But no, it looks cool. It looks really nuts. Uh, you were even sitting there watching it. it uh, like like we said, you, you haven't been watching Dragon Ball Super, but this this got you going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, being a Dragon Ball fan for years, you know, seeing seeing Goku and what he's saying and doing and like Vegeta's internal monologue and being caught off guard... Which seems to happen a lot to Vegeta, yeah. but every single time he's just as surprised as the first time it happened. Yeah. And it's always, he's learning as he's fighting me. 
Yeah. Everyone does that to Vegeta. <laughs> I, 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 it, just uh, you, should, everyone, you really should watch Dragon Ball Super. I feel like Vegeta gets a good go at it. Finally. He does, and I, and I know he does, but at the same time, he's always taken by surprise. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the arrogance. It is. That's the idea of the arrogance but, in the I mean, character. Everyone in this, and especially Brawley himself, uh, it looks great. And yeah, it's very, very primal. Their updated Brawly look is just fucking awesome. I love what they've done with him. Uh, he gets his own Saiyan armor this time. Yeah. And shit. It's really cool, the redesign on this character. Again, calling back to the ties to the other films, like, in the other films, he was scrawny. And in this one, like, just in his basic form, he He's looks... beefy as He looks shit. beefy. And he gets even beefier. Mm-hmm. But it makes a little more sense. Uh, because he like he starts out like he's a big guy. He's tall as shit too. Comparatively, oh, it looks God, like he's, he's like huge. he towers over all of them. Which I mean, granted, we know that uh, Piccolo is one of the tallest in the series. Yeah, and Vegeta is one of the shortest. Goku's like right there in the middle. Yeah, but he is seriously towering over Goku mm-hmm. in this. And you got to wonder if Ultra Instinct is going to come in on this because at the beginning of the trailer they're talking about the tournament. Of power and ultra instinct i guess is this form that's available to basically any being powerful enough to unlock it and Hmm. that's that's how it's not like a new saiyan form it's like just this thing that has existed in the universe and so very few have ever done it and goku manages to do it during the term tournament of power but we never get a glimpse of that in the trailer it only goes as far as Super Saiyan Blue. Right. And that's that. That's another thing you gotta wonder. Are they gonna bring that in? Is that how he's gonna defeat Broly? But moving on from there. Like, I think <laughs> we've, we've gone as deep as we can on that. Uh, we also got a new Iron Fist teaser. Yes. The yes, Memories teaser. It came out, like, just the other day. So it took me by surprise. Didn't even have time to write notes about it. So we're going in raw on I, this. Like, I just found out about it last night. Like, yeah. it came in under the radar. Like, no Facebook announcement from Marvel that I saw or anything like that. And it's been out for... Yeah, I got no notifications. A, for a few days, apparently. And on... Well, it came out yesterday. Was we yesterday? record this on Sunday as it came out yesterday, apparently. According to, like, YouTube's time frame thing, it's okay. like one day ago. Uh, but I sparsely watched the news on Sunday. I was watching pretty intently last weekend, but right. normally there's, like, nothing comes out on Sunday. I might mm. post a meme or something. If something comes o- across my radar. But this did not. This, like, was just, like... Very quietly was, put out there. They snuck it in there, and the bastards put so much in this trailer. Uh, that's arguable. Okay, like okay. What, what you mean is in comparison to the San Diego Comic Con teaser that we saw, because that was like basically nothing right. happened. Like so far for season two, we've gotten a flickering neon sign, which has yeah. given us the Iron Serpent. Yeah, uh, we have gotten. The, the short alleyway of the fight. alley fight that shows like much better combat prowess yeah. and instincts and everything from Danny. Shows off the core. Basically, it looks like what they're doing is they're showing off the choreography because that was that's been one of the biggest issues. That was one of the biggest issues out of uh, Defenders and Iron Fist season one, and both of these teasers had like 
focused on some of the fighting. Uh, and what you're talking about in this one, where it says it gives us a little more, is we get to see some of his time on Kunlun, and we Which, get to see the yellow... Uh, we see the Iron Fist what do you mask. Call, what is that called? It's not a baklava, is it? No. That's not a no. baklava. No, a baklava uh, is the ski mask thing. You're, yeah. It's more... Cowl. It's a cowl. It's the Iron Fist cowl. Yeah. Uh, Like, we don't have the great big collar or anything like that. But the great thing about this is it was very reminiscent, especially with the gold belt, it was reminiscent of his all new, all different white and gold suit. Yeah. Uh, But it's obvious that in that scene, he's training. Yeah. Like, this is his training. So, of course, he's not going to have the full on bodysuit thing, which, fuck, I hope is a thing. Like I, I don't know think how it will be. I feel like this is going to be as close as we're going to get. If you like, look, I know if you were to put him in that suit and then set him next to Jessica Jones and set him next to Luke Cage, and it set would him be next absolutely to, ridiculous. Yeah, even next to Daredevil, it would look so fucking stupid. But you know what? I we want still it. want it. Oh, but just the fact that they gave us the mask. Yeah, the mask what, is perfect. And the fact that we too. know that it's gonna be in here, we're gonna see more of it. We gotta. I gotta watch Pop in my peas, man. <laughs> <laughs> Doing it too badly. You pee popper. I'm a pee popping piss ant. But like we we see the training, we see, and it's it's him and Davos who are in that yeah. scene sparring against each other, uh, which. If you know anything about Iron Fist, it comes down to those two for the right to the Iron Fist. Yeah. The, the right to challenge the dragon to become the Iron Fist. Well, isn't it uh, Davos fails during the fight but lives? So, if I remember right, what happens is it comes down to Danny and Davos, and he... Uh, this fight is supposed to be a fight to the death. Whoever comes out the victor claims the right to challenge... Uh, Shalau for the Iron Fist, but instead of killing Davos because they were such longtime friends, okay. he spares him. That's and right. That's what it was. So that's why we see some of that. Because well, like, I know, I know that like because Davos got like the half dragon thing. Well, and that's what happened. What is that? with Davos? Is he went to challenge? He lost, but yeah. he went in the middle of the night to challenge behind Shalau. everyone's back. Regardless of whether he, yeah, yeah, okay, and that's he, what I'm thinking. He of. failed. Yeah, so he was only he only managed to get like the serpent engraved on him instead of like the full symbol. Yeah. So so that's where that comes from. Uh, he's still strong. He's still able to channel his his chi and do all that because they were taught to do some of that. Right. But he's not. He doesn't have the power of the Iron Fist. Right. And then, um, so eventually he hops to a different realm and becomes their champion. And that's why he's the Iron Serpent, right? No, he, the, he becomes the Iron Serpent mostly in spite of the Iron Fist. Okay. So he, 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 has, he, he creates his own thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, shit. And his mask is... Uh, it, it, the cow that he has is is purple in comparison yeah, yeah, to the yeah. yellow and all that, but he's also not entirely self reliant. He gets mm-hmm. aid from, I believe, Madame Gal, uh, in in the form of like hardening his skin, able to right. take stuff like that. So I feel like we're if if it is going to come down to the battle of the seven cities, something like that, which is really what I'm hoping for. 
yeah. uh, we'll get that interaction with Davos maybe, and maybe Gal. that was their way of fixing the Iron Fist show is they were like oh we fucked up we took too many liberties we got a little lazy also at the same time and now this is them going okay let's go comic accurate and I hope so. they're gonna go that route with and, it. I mean, it's working for DC because it's working for DC, it, and it's working for another one of our topics here in just a little bit. Yeah. But the thing is, like, if you're gonna pick any writer to go comic accurate with, Ed Brubaker is a great one to go with because yeah. he writes a lot of really good, realistic, like easily translatable stuff. Right. And when there was. Saying that they were going to, like, the first season of Iron Fist was going to be this, like, kung fu movie epic type thing. It fell short of the comic in that respect. The comic was more of a kung fu classic than... I was going to say, it it didn't even really feel like it fell into that, like, classic kung fu movie thing because... You had a lot going on with the Meachams. You had a lot yeah, going on yeah, with the business. Yeah, yeah, there was way too much there, there. There was a lot less Iron Fist, like a lot less Kung Fu in the first season. It seems season like they their... saw what was going on in uh, Jessica Jones with her lawyer friend. Who, well, I can I never mean, remember it, her name. Uh, but that shit Jerry. was... Yeah, Jerry. It was interesting, though, because yeah. she was kind of like... When you're first introduced to her, you think, like, she's this cut-and-dry lawyer-type character, and then you dig deeper, and she's actually, like, terribly flawed and shit. It was character development. Yeah. And it seems like they were, like... Jessica Jones and in Daredevil, like, they have their career set up a lot of their life. And a lot of their, like, the people they care about yeah. revolve around their business, their career, and all yeah. that. Danny's been away, hasn't stepped foot into his yeah. business for years. It seems like they were trying to do that same thing with Danny Rand, but just missed the point of the fact that he hasn't been there forever. Yeah. Like, and it's let's like, focus on that. What has he been doing? Right? I don't give a shit about what now, the Meachams have been up to. Now, like I said, they, they've taken a bit from the the Iron Fist the Living Weapon series and yeah. the way that he uses his powers and all that. There's something from that series that I just I want to see translated into like on screen but that I know we won't. And that's Danny has built a multi-million dollar um containment area in his apartment building that he is the only one that lives in. Yeah. Uh just for Shallow to live in. Well, if, if, <laughs> if you, that would be amazing. But I, I just want to see a giant it. fucking dragon. But he did buy that whole building just to cover up the shit going on with Luke Cage. Just in to Luke destroy Cage it, season two. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities. No, not at all. But but know, it is out of the realm of their budget, probably. And, yeah, and, and that, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing we have to keep in mind is we want to see this. We want this to happen, you know. But these aren't exactly like heavy CG shows. So no, the, no. the budget on these, they can stay fairly low on. Right. And they're going to make a shit ton of money back. So, but bringing in the the mystic arts and stuff like that. that if they do gonna the Battle of the Seven Cities... That's going to take some CG work. And I think that's another place where they fell flat with season one is that they were like, we can do this like the other ones. We can save a buck here. And they didn't realize 
when dealing with the mystic arts comes a fucking cg budget yeah you gotta spend the money there you're not gonna get away with it if you don't and we saw it they didn't get away with it yeah I so mean, practicality i i only gets you so far when right. it comes to things from the imagination i have <clears throat> faith that they've learned from their lesson it learned from their mistake and the lessons are going to come through in this first season, they've already been teased at in Luke Cage season two, mm-hmm. the the fixes they've made there. And honestly, I think it's ingenious the way they're doling this out because they're giving us tastes that any comic book fan, anyone who read the, the trial mm-hmm. uh, is going to pick up on and see so much more in. But the casual viewer is only going to see, oh, okay, well, you put the mask on two of them, and then you had them fight for, like, two seconds in a flashback of a trailer that's just them walking down the street. Right. And, and you know, like we were talking a little bit ago, it, it was kind of an underwhelming teaser, mm-hmm. but we we do still have to remind but there ourselves, is it is a teaser. So, but there's so much there. There's there is. a ton there. For what, if you know a 45 what second teaser yeah, trailer? If you know what you're looking for, there's a lot there. There's a lot in the one we saw at Comic-Con. Because, again, that one was just like, hey, check it out. The fucking choreography is on. Don't oh, worry yeah. about that. And then that very first one with the, the neon light. sign yeah. was like, hey, check it out. Davos is going to be the big bad here. And so, it, like, they've done so little, but said so much. They're, and that that's what's making me comfortable. Well, the, it feels like they're they're building up to what the fans have been wanting. Yeah. And, and that's that's a big thing, is... And especially if you go comic accurate, you, you're you almost impossible to fall short. Yeah. <laughs> we should really move on. <laughs> we talked a lot more about this than I thought we would for such a small teaser. And uh, especially because I feel like you're going to have a lot to say about this next thing, which is well, the Deadly Class trailer. And you're, you're a huge fan. Talking I've about read, comic accurate. I, I have read... Everything that you own in trade paperback form, I yeah, think? Yeah, you, you've read yeah. the, the first four story arcs. Are you sure it's four? I thought it was I have, more. I have four trade paperbacks, okay. and then I have the hardcover yeah. that contains three okay. of the trade Fair paperbacks. Enough, yeah. uh, so, But I, I feel like what we're going to get here is only going to be like maybe the first arc part of the second. So we may yeah, get that's 10 to 12 like. issues worth of material here. But it looks so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like just the part where Marcus is on the bridge and he, you know, he's talking about I'm not really a religious person. Or I don't really believe in God. But then again, I'm a hypocrite because I pray. Every, like the, now, these lines are taken straight from the book. Yeah, but that seemed more like a tower, didn't it, to you? I think that was well, a tower in the trailer. It's a if, bridge in the book. If I remember yeah. right. Where he's at is it's like the San Francisco Bridge or something, but he's oh, on top okay. of he's that. He's up on one of the peaks. Yeah, yeah. So okay. it, it looks to me where they are, and then Saya is just like behind him. Yeah, and says something like, "I didn't mean to interrupt such personal moment." So, something like out that. Of the book. And it was. Yeah, and and then we have the scene which comes like very shortly after that, like 
and one of the things that has me geeking out about this <laughs> you, trailer, and you really are. You're like, is you're more intense about this than you got about any of the San Diego Comic Con stuff. I know, <laughs> but like they they have taken really good elements from what they have filmed so far and put in this trailer, but in so many different places. Like the part, yeah. the police are running through the street when we first see Maria in her Day of the Dead makeup, yeah, and all that. That happens in the first issue, and just watching that scene unfold in live action is exactly how it unfolds in the comic. Yeah, and so in all the characters, they look great. Uh, Freddy, oh god, what's the southern bitch's name? I don't remember. I can't think of her name. But um, she's got the big hair and she's everything. Got, yeah. like, the big if you've seen the trailer, she's got the bandana in her hair and everything. And, and now keep in mind, this do, this takes place in the late 80s. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's going to be... Which, I wanted to, to mark a note about the song playing in this. The original version of that song was the theme song to that 80s show. Was it really? Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> 80s. I'm living in the 80s. I've Holy got shit. to push. I've got to struggle. Yeah. Like, every... <laughs> stupid. See, even, even Come on down shit. to sort of my podcast, your number one source for obscure that 80s show trivia. <laughs> Where Ben the Human's the only one that actually knows what he's talking I've about. I've seen all 13 episodes multiple times. <laughs> I actually enjoyed the show. Uh,. But it, it like even I was a little hesitant on Benedict Wong playing the headmaster. Yeah. So, but he pulls it off. Like he pulls it off. He could it be looks older. good. It looks good. It's just not. That's like the least comic accurate thing in the trailer. But the, he does a good job. And he's only, Benedict Wong. The so. only person that I could see doing that isn't around anymore, and that's uh, Pat Morita. Yeah. He could have done oh, that. Wow. He so that would have been done amazing. That. But getting that would have been great. Benedict Wong still seems to be you know fairly in his prime as far as you know his movement. I guess would be a good way. So so being able to do some of these things that are unassuming uh, of an older yeah. looking headmaster of a school. Well, he's if, still he's the headmaster for a school of assassins. If Chow Yun Fat hadn't done. Yeah. Dragon Ball Evolution, maybe we'd be talking about him in this role. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, and the sad thing is that pretty much ended his career. <laughs> I haven't heard anything about him since 2009. And that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One bad one... movie is all it takes. <laughs> I guess. So, but no, uh, this looks really good. Marcus sounds exactly like I like he had heard him in my head when I was reading the novel. Very monotone, mm-hmm. very unexpressive. And you might like argue that's the sign of a bad actor. But if you've read this book, that's Marcus. Yeah, very <clears throat> like just going with it unless until something really extreme happens, and then it's a shock to the system. Yeah. Uh, and they even go and show several clips of him being homeless. Yeah. Uh, because in case you he didn't know the the story, he was homeless and was basically taken in by this school of assassins. Right. So uh, like he picks up the he, burger. Yes. Out of yes, the trash yes, yes. can. You know that is you know anyone who knows anything about homeless that is like the epitome. 
right that's, there. Like, that's just a motherfucker who's homeless right there. He yeah. just ate a trash burger. You know, and he's he's hiding under a bridge behind some debris from the cops. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's so many scenes in it. the note passing scene. Yeah. God. When, when you saw when you saw that, like that was the exact expression I had was holy shit. Oh, fuck because if you haven't seen the trailer, uh the southern girl passes Marcus a note and and the, uh, the teacher was it uh, Benedict Wong? I, I think it was. I'm okay, pretty sure yeah. it was the head He has his, like, a walking stick yeah, or, like, pointing or stick, something. Yeah. And he smacks the note from Marcus's desk. And in a split Puts it second. back over on her desk yeah. and whacks her in the face. And yeah. This, and almost, it looks like it, he probably broke her nose. Yeah, well, she's bleeding profusely after that. And then she just, like, licks the blood off her finger and you're like, what? The and fuck? that is Just... that character to a T. Seeing that scene without actually seeing an episode, and you're going like, "Fuck, this is gonna be awesome." I can't wait to see yeah. like how how big and bad they're gonna have Victor. Yeah, because they only show him once. Yeah, uh, they don't even like you. Don't even hear his voice because he's Russian, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. he's a, he's a Russian mob kid or something and so you like you get nothing from him but he's a big part of this story Mm -hmm. and oh wow there's just like you talk about comic accurate even just down to the fucking title card of this trailer it was literally right off the cover of the book the hairstyles the the hairstyles are the hairstyles the costuming just everything i would say the the king's dominion outfit like their uniform was spot on and this is sci-fi and i feel like they've been nailing this independent graphic novel thing well, lately because sci-fi do happy they did and what i've heard about happy is that it's incredibly comic accurate yeah. as well like almost to a t and so they like i feel like sci-fi's fi- finally found its thing but it's not science fiction <laughs> Well, it's, it's, it, it's, it's comics, so it, it kind of falls in there uh, a little bit. No, not but, deadly class. But if, there's if a, you... There's a clear distinction between science fiction <laughs> and fantasy, and these are more well, it's still high fiction. fantasy. It's still that, fiction. It no, may not be not, science it's fiction. It's not science fiction. If we're talking about sci-fi... We're arguing distinction here. <laughs> Mine is obvious. They but, were the sci-fi network. Right. And now they're just sci, S-Y-F-Y, fucking, but we're going to do whatever the hell To give our listeners along. one more thing, <laughs> if us gushing over this trailer and you watching the trailer isn't enough, keep in mind that it is the Russo brothers. Yes, that is who a are, big Who are keynote. heading this. They're, what, the executive producers on this? Yeah, uh, yeah, they're the executive producers, and if you don't know their names, you know their movies. They did Avengers and Avengers Age I of Ultron. I am praying you saw Avengers Infinity War. If you're listening to this, if you're nerdy enough to listen to this, you have to have been nerdy enough to watch Avengers Infinity War at least once. And you're probably kicking yourself because you didn't watch it a second time. I actually am kicking myself because I never got to see it a second time in theaters. I loved it so much. You saw it like four times, didn't you? I saw it three times. And uh, in theaters, (laughs) 
And I'm a part of the Disney Movie Club, and if you're not aware of that fucking trap, I then I am... Uh, I, I, I claim your digital code. <laughs> dibs. Doesn't Bob have all dibs on all digital codes? No, he, has to, his he has to be here to dibs the ones that come in. <laughs> but anyways, I'm you know what that trap is. That and I have willfully already pre-ordered Avengers Infinity War from the Disney Movie Club at full price, which is more than what it's going to be at Walmart. Yeah, I'm I'm so happy to hand over that extra few dollars oh, yeah. and shipping because it was that worth that. Anyways, we need to move on. We do. We're I've I don't have the screen open right now, but if I had to guess we're like forty five minutes into this Probably. thing at least. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on to the news, the news news. The and news, the news. first thing we're going to news. cover is something Odell is really excited to talk about. He's been waiting all day to get this, and we have an update on the Allison Mack sex cult situation. In case you guys have missed it, <laughs> we have we have kept you up to date every time something big has happened with this. This will be our fourth time with... covering updates for this case, and in case you were wondering, this also includes a wardrobe update, an accessory update, what kind of shampoo she's using now, and when the last time she clipped her toenails was. I saw. I showed you guys those pictures the, during the, the arrest. She's not using any fucking shampoo. That's for good shit. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know about that. But yeah, when I, when I shared this to the group chat, he was like, Allison Mack again? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> we get it. She's kinky. Let's move <laughs> on. Come on. <laughs> all right anyways we're gonna get right into this um if you guys haven't heard of the the story here's the abridged version basically the uh company nexum i uh, think is nexum uh was supposed to be a self-help group and turned into a sex cult she was a big member of recruiting girls into this and everything's falling down keith rainier the guy who runs the thing he's in custody uh, he he's in jail right now. The trials are going on. Allison Mack herself has been released, but she has an ankle monitor on and has to stay <laughs> at her parents' house. It's a whole fucking thing. We've done episodes on it. Just look back in our catalog. Can't have sex with everyone if you're at your parents' house in your thirties. That is that is a really big understatement on this situation. But anyways, <laughs> check out our other episodes on this. Uh, but basically, months after being charged with trafficking, sex trafficking conspiracy, and forced labor cons- conspiracy due to her involvement with Nexum, uh, a recent indictment added racketeering conspiracy, uh, which includes identity theft, extortion, forced labor, sex trafficking, money laundering, wire fraud, and obstruction of justice to the charges that were already against her. So she had like three huge ones, and then they just dumped all this shit on top of it. So (laughs) she's, she's going to jail. Like, if one, just one of these fucking things sticks, we'll never see her again. I don't know. She's female. She she'll probably just get like two. Years we live probation. in a much different world now, though. Nope like that that is kind of an antiquated idea, right? No, there. no, it's really not. Bit that bitch who uh, hung a fucking toddler at the daycare, like rope around the neck, hung them. I heard the, about that. The yeah. kid was fine. You want to know what happened? She got like six months probation. 
oh no, yeah, Philip DeFranco was covering that shit. I yeah. remember that. I was so fucking pissed. That is not the way to start your day before work because I was, that's when I watched Philip DeFranco. And the lady right has kids work. of her own and has been like caught up in abuse oh, yeah. with that and all this. And that. Yeah, so. Tell me if that if but that I've, was a, if that was a guy. Okay, if it was a guy in Alex Mack's situation right now, he'd already be well, in jail with a he license. He is. <laughs> Keith Rainier, the guy who ran the whole. He's already in jail, right? He's in jail. Yeah, like yeah. awaiting like the big trials and shit. And yeah, you know, you're right. She's out on probation. She's supposed to be just like just as involved in all this shit as him. But no, she's out on like. So, House arrest, and, basically. And, and okay, to, to all of our female listeners out there, no, I'm not like anti-feminist, misogynist, you know, whatever the hell you want to call we it. We believe you should be held accountable and, as equally in everyone, a sex cult everyone as anyone. Wants fair rights. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> so if you want fair rights it's to, all to fair. you know, the glass ceiling shatter all now, this and that, then go to fucking jail for now running Now, here's in a sex the difference, club. though. The the daycare thing versus this. That was, like, that was on a lower level court system-wise, and this is a federal case. Right. Like, this is a huge, like, big profile thing. But, and that's why I say, she's probably fucking going to jail. Because this is not, like... I mean, when, when you mess with, with federal things like that, and not especially... Not to say, like, no, like and we're like not trying to make... The trafficking itself We're not trying to make a distinction what's worse. Like, both fucking things. Sex trafficking, like, terrible. Hanging a child from a balcony, terrible. Both, like... Who's to say which is worse? We're not making that like distinction. That, that's here. not our we're place just, to, to make an opinion on yeah, that. Yeah, we're just on, pointing out know, the fact that that is like a state thing and this is a federal case. And so, where that had a fucked up result and should have been worse, this is almost well, clear. Like, she's and, going to jail for a few years. And I, and I know that there are counter arguments to men get off easy on things as well with the whole like Brock Turner. Oh God. Thing. No, let's not even talk so, about that piece of shit. Uh, I was going to say, uh, you know, he's back in the news too. Again. I know. Yeah. I know. This is a nerd news podcast. You know what brings us into this every time? And we're going to make this, like, declaration. It's because it's Chloe from Smallville. Yeah. The funniest thing is that, like, like, you also see the whole thing, like, um, every every important cast member from Smallville has, like, gone on record for saying if they were to do an animated version, an animated revival of the show, we're in. Eh, not Chloe. <laughs> I think you can go ahead and skip on that part. And so yeah. that that raises the question, how are they going to deal with Chloe when they when they revive this show? Uh, Probably recasting if it's animated. They, they'd either recast her or kill her. Or uh, kill yeah. her up. Yeah. yeah she, you know what? She moved out she of state She kept getting in over, over, in over her head all the time anyways. So, like, it was the same. Nah, she, she moved out of state killed. for college. That's the easiest way. <laughs> that is the easiest they way. They never had a college years. Did they on that show? Uh, have you they skipped seen? it. They, they were just like, we're out of high school now, and the world's more important. None of us are going to college. <laughs> we're out of high school now, and we're 30. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving well, on from that, there. That's kind of how I feel. Uh, yeah. I graduated. Now I'm 30. 
That's got real sad romance. <laughs> <laughs> so Disney and Fox. Disney and Fox had an update. <laughs> To their oh, whole thing. I saw that. Uh, the suspense is over, dude. After meetings uh, held separately at a New York Hilton, each lasting less than 15 minutes apiece, uh, the Fox shareholder approval was given, making the deal all but done and giving Disney Fox's film and TV studios certain rights to characters, FX Networks, National Geographic, a 30% stake in Hulu, and a 31.9% stake in UK pay TV and broadband provider uh, Sky, which I included that so we could finally find out what Sky was. (laughs) (laughs) because we had no idea last time uh disney still has to clear antitrust hurdles with other governments like uh china the european union shit like that but yeah looks like the x-men are coming home man not just the x-men but the fantastic four as well the first family of marvel i mean it's it's bittersweet it it, it really is is. bittersweet i think it's just well but the thing is it's bittersweet because it's taken this long to get all but one property under one roof. Yeah. But that property is working in tandem. Yeah. So so the Sony is working well with Marvel Studios to to make these movies. Right. Now Granted, we we still have pushback uh, from Universal on the Hulk right. and stuff. They're being assholes. But you know, we have what eight different like X Men related films with the Wolverine movies, the X Men films, uh, probably more all than that. that. Yeah. I'm going to say 8 to 10, just in... We still like, have Dark Phoenix coming up. Yeah. Uh, New Mutants. Uh, and then, you know, we have the two Fantastic Four movies. There, There's no third. Uh, we only have two. Um, <laughs> but, you know, now they're all coming home. But with, with that, is Marvel going to do what they did with the Hulk? Are they just going to be like, mm. you know what? That didn't happen. Here's a new one. I, I kind of no, hope honestly, they do. We're, this is actually kind of perfect timing because it would have been, during phase two would have been an opportune time to introduce this stuff. But phase yeah. three, shit was already set in place so well that it, introducing something like this, even the Fantastic Four, would have just been... A little too much too quickly. Right. But now we're entering a new phase of Marvel. After Avengers uh, 4, whatever they haven't announced a name yet. Right. After Avengers 4, we enter into phase 4. And whatever that means. Which we only have like a taste of what's coming there. We know we're getting Guardians 3. Uh, which we're going to talk a little bit about saying, later. Uh, we, we have Black Panther 2, Doctor Strange 2. But our big trinity, you know, Iron Man, uh, Captain America, and Thor... They're probably stepping away. We're not going to see those. But we are going to see the rise of Captain Marvel. We'll probably get one of those sequels and mm-hmm. stuff. Another Avengers movie, most likely titled New Avengers. And so this is the time for like this 
This is the time interesting for the, superhero for the team to the come Fantastic up. Four. And hey. now, oh man, all of a sudden, mutations are becoming a little newsworthy, and it turns out there's been this underground school of mutants this whole time. Like well, we're entering that, into the right time for it. But think about it: if they bring the new Avengers into play, you know they can they can even still they could do West Coast Avengers. Well, I mean, even if they're doing new Avengers, that opens the door for Wolverine to be a part of the team and Spider-Man. Well, it also opens the door to tie the shows in because Luke Cage heads up the new Avengers for a while. This is true. This is true. Iron Fist has been a a long-running part of the Avengers. And they've never shied away from listening to the fans. Fans obviously want some interaction between these two properties. And they've even stated it's not out of the realm of possibilities. It's just not an immediate plan. Well, they considered it. For, like, uh, I think there was an interview with the Russo brothers where they were talking about how they had considered yeah. bringing the Netflix properties into right Infinity now, War. It, just, it didn't make sense or, or something of well, that Well, it, it was working with all the different the companies. companies and the showrunners and the studios and shit. And just, like, getting that underway yeah. was a bigger task than it was worth for, like, a ten-second shot of them fighting in the streets or something like that. So, th- that at least made sense. But Phase 4, who's to say they can't open the door, you know? I, like, say, I mean, and with it being a Marvel property through and through with, with the Netflix shows. Yeah. You know, they can still, they could even make, uh, instead of a, a Defenders show or something like that, they can start making Netflix original movies with these characters that tie into the MCU. Yeah, yeah. You know, they could, Shadowland. That would be a great thing for them to to oh, instead wow. of making that a, a season of a show, yeah, uh, because it wasn't that long of an event on like because that was mainly a daredevil event, right? Yeah. So and it was what six issues. Yeah, they could easily make that a movie that ties into the MCU because it did that have that really blanket cool. effect. Yeah, that would be really cool, and they've more than earned their spot. Daredevil oh, yeah. being a very popular one amongst all the shows. Uh, yeah, that would be really cool. Uh, but I also do have a little bit of uh, house cleaning because we're talking about the X-Men here. Mm-hmm. Someone pointed out to me that it was not Tron Legacy that started the whole de-aging thing. Which I think we alluded to, like, maybe or maybe it wasn't. We didn't really know for sure. Yeah, I, I know but we've talked about it. And we've... The first one, I looked into it, because uh, they told me what it was. Uh, it was actually a listener named Charlie Flanagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he told me what it was, and so I looked into it. And actually, the first ones to use it was X-Men 3 The Last Stand. And that is when Charles and, um, and Magneto yeah. go to visit Jean Grey. I thought that was just makeup. Like, here's the weird thing. They did such a good job in that scene, and I went back and watched it, that I thought it was just makeup. And then, the second people to use it was The Curious Case of Benjamin Button in 2008. Mm-hmm. Way worse. They did a way worse <laughs> job with it. And then you fast forward to Tron Legacy. Way worse. They did a terrible job with it. So apparently, the people to handle that first, Fox, got like nailed it right, right off the bat. Probably a very minuscule way, but still, 
Uh, we we apologize. A little house cleaning. Tron yeah. Legacy was not the first. Now we know. Maybe now you know. And uh, we can all move on from here. So what are we moving on to? We're all we're gonna move on to some No Man's Sky updates. All right. This is actually some really cool shit. When I was reading this, I haven't played the game yet, but I have kind of through proxy experienced the game through Alpha Spectre here uh, because he was all about it. I was all about the news coverage when it was first coming out, and then it everyone knows it came out very underwhelmingly and dropped the ball on most of its promises. I was, when, when I found that out, I got my money back from the, the I had already put down for my pre-order. Like, I, I did not pick it up. Really? Yeah. I thought you did no, pick it I, up. I just recently, in, in like the past month, uh, well, since since the EA news, okay, uh, I went and I picked it up back. So that. E three got you to pick or, yeah, up the, the game. E three news huh. of everything that they're doing right with it now. Yeah, and everything that I've been hearing uh, so far, the only complaint that I'm hearing now is the amount of time that it takes you to travel to another planet. And that's not a big and that Whatever. that it can be a little bit time consuming, but you put the down the time, game, you go do something. else. Well, no, yeah. it, it's not even that you go do something else. It's it's a flight simulator. Oh to, shit! To get, it's basically a flight simulator. You control. That sounds fun, but annoying. Right? Yeah. You know, having to do it if you have to do it every time to get yeah. to another planet. Yeah. If there's a fast travel option. The, Fan fucking tastic, but if right. you want to explore and find new planets and stuff like that, then yeah, you're gonna have to invest the time. Right. Uh, but a lot of stuff that's been asked for and was promised since the game launch uh, have been included in what is actually a free update that went live July 24th. Like this, like this just happened, so I wouldn't be surprised if some people weren't aware of it or what all features were coming. And a lot of this it. is. You know, again, some of this stuff has been has has been announced, but more yeah. recent things just kind of fly under the radar. Some of this stuff was a surprise because we've talked about some of the stuff that well, was announced that was with, coming. Uh, no Man's Sky, and then with Prey, yeah, uh, when that came out, I did buy that on release and played it and loved it. Yeah, traded it in towards something else because it kind of started to lose its luster. It, it yeah. started to get repetitive, and I picked it back up after finding out the new updates and stuff they were doing. For so you're free. very you're very frivolous with your money. Yes, basically. Yes, That's what I you're am. saying. You, you ask anyone. You yes. just don't think about it before nope. you do it. <laughs> but in, in my defense, on prey, it was it was entirely worth the sixty dollar price yeah. tag. Uh, I mean, it was a Bethesda game, great playthrough and all that, a great concept, uh, but it just, after putting it down for a couple of weeks and I went to pick it back up, it wasn't quite the same as when I'd been playing it every day. Yeah. So, there was that, but with No Man's Sky, it was a little bit different because they put all of this in your face of, here's what this game is going to be yeah. when we drop it. It was a big big letdown yeah. when they did that so now they're finally owning up to to what they said over what over a year or two later <laughs> yeah and, and it was it was last year that this this got released yeah so and it has so much anticipation so now they're like you know all that stuff that we promised 
Here it is. Right? And you know what? We're not even going to charge you for it. Well, we, we got a trailer to show off some of these updates. And I actually have a list here to detail what's coming. So what? in case you weren't informed, uh, we're going to go through this piece by piece. Multiplayer is the first thing. Players yep. will be able to join their friends and meet strangers and can play the full game together as a party. Uh, the trailer actually seems to indicate like a four-player party, but it's unconfirmed. That's like, you, that's if fairly that's typical. Cap. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like that, four, four team, four-player squads with with online, especially because like I would imagine four is easy to. Uh, it, formulate a plan with yeah. like come to uh, like uh, make I mean because you uh, have to think I, of what's what the word I've got a word here that I'm missing you, you have to think strategize of the, with well, strategize. strategizing yeah. like monster scaling and all that yeah yeah, yeah for yeah. multiple players so you can do it on your own it's a little easier with friends but it's still challenging of course, of course. Uh, you also get character customization, which I thought was really cool. Your traveler is now more than a floating camera. Uh, all Hello Games has confirmed, though, is that you can personalize your appearance, but the trailer seems to suggest that you get to play different races with customizable spacesuits. So that's that's pretty cool addition. Um, not important per se, but a nice addition. I like the ability to wear a disco ball. Everyone loves customization, man. Anytime they can Elder fuck Scrolls. with their character. You'll spend more time making your character than you will playing the game. Everyone's got to be an individual, <laughs> dude. For sure. Uh, you, a third person point of view also plays into this thing, which is a new update. Yeah. Uh, the entire game, both on foot and in ship, can now be viewed from a third person perspective, letting you see your customized character as well. And so it's not just going to be like your online friends can see say, you. And that, that kind of ties in. That's a big thing. You spend this time customizing your character. You want to see it too. Right. So that, that's a great you step. You see that awesome space, food, uh, space suit murder a fucking helpless creature that you just <laughs> happened upon. <laughs> um, uh, it's getting updated visuals as well. Uh, Hello was promised. And I quote... Uh, dramatically improved planetary ter- uh, terrarian terrain son of a bitch <laughs> what are we that uh hello has promised dramatically improved and i quote planetary terrain generation ground textures water and clouds uh with more detail added unquote with more detail added to ships, buildings, and NPCs. So it's going to be more visual, more graphically straining on your system. Right. Because it's to overheat and die. Right, right. Uh, or they found a way to make it. Or you just got to buy the Pro. This is the way to get you to buy the Pro version <laughs> of these consoles. <laughs> Hello's, Hello has teamed up with, Play, with Sony to get everyone's system to just... Fry, right. so that everyone has to go, right. and they're right. going to run a special <laughs> on the PlayStation Pro. There'll be a bundle pack coming soon. There'll be a bundle with No Man's Sky and a No Man's Sky themed controller. And, I, <laughs> yeah. and you guys heard it here first. When it happens, you know who called it, right? Right. Well, it wouldn't be the first time that we've called shit. We right. just never remember to point it out <laughs> when we did it. Uh, you're also going to get. Unlimited base building. You're no longer bound to a single planet in base building. Uh, bases can actually now be built anywhere on any planet 
and you can own multiple bases. And multiple uh, player bases are actually going to be able to be shared among the party. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, furthering that, you also get extended base building uh, with the size limits being increased and hundreds of new parts have been added to help you create what you want. Uh, freighter base building has also been extended too. So, All yeah, right. It really seems like the whole base building aspect has taken the Fallout 4 notion as that we want wide variety we want some space to work with we want to do what we want to do uh freighter fleets you can now command a fleet of giant ships uh details on this are a little hazy with halo or hello saying only that you can and i quote send your fleet out into the universe or deploy them to help you as you explore a specific system so exactly how this is going to work not necessarily available to you yet, but uh, I mean, well, I guess it is because it's like the <laughs> shit already came out. So you know, if you know how that's gonna work, I guess comment down below, share so that, that other people can comment. That wouldn't hurt commenting and sharing. It'd be the weirdest, newest thing. You'd be like revolutionizing the internet by just like commenting and sharing. That'd be so weird. It's crazy. If that doesn't tickle your snowflake dick. That (laughs) is just insanity. Listen to me, you fucking millennial fucks. (laughs) You better fucks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got a little hot there. (laughs) I got a little hot there. (laughs) So, (laughs) there is one more piece of news. Uh, Multiplayer missions. Friends can be invited to your freighter and using the Galactic Commission Station, uh, it lets you kick off challenging missions built for multiplayer uh, multiple players. So not only is it going to let you help your buddies in like normal in-game shit, but it also has new missions specifically geared towards groups. being a group. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so it seems like they've really come along and been like, look, we fucked up. Here's everything and more. For free. For free? And that, that's a big thing anymore. For free until because... they until they release the No Man's Sky Completed Edition, <laughs> which has the ship built onto the disc. Okay, listen. <laughs> listen. Doing it for free is the right way to go. Because Destiny, it, it, Bungie is putting a bad taste in everyone's mouth in the video game industry. Right. Because... Which is so weird, because hey, they started out so strong. Well, Destiny was great, and then they changed it, and people kind of got sick of their shit, and then they changed it again, and it was okay at the end. <laughs> Destiny 2 came out, and it was cool, but it st- went into the same thing. And they're like, okay, well, you can buy the season pass and get the first. The, you can get two DLCs and some other stuff with this season pass. Okay, there's a hundred and ten dollars right there plus tax. You know what? We've listened to you guys. We're gonna give you exactly what you want for another forty dollars. Yeah. Destiny Forsaken is going to change the game. It's it's an expansion and all that, which I understand that expansions. Are, are a separate thing. Uh, being I mean, a wor- that's been happening since the PS2. Right. 
But it's still pretty much a DLC. Yeah. They're making the game what it should have been. They're adding content. It, it's it's a going to be a big thing. It's going right. to bring the game back to life. But it's like, come the fuck on. Like, then, yeah. That's but, stacked against the Snowman Sky not, thing. Not to mention the fact that for certain things in the game, you still have to pay money for anyway. Right. So like you know they have the premium currency. Shit. Wasn't that wasn't that prey DLC free as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The DLC- so you've got all this like these two bigger games like that are now in favor uh, over Destiny. Yeah. Going like here's all this really sweet shit and it's free. And, I, and I'm I'm still saying this that Anthem is going to come out. And it's just gonna blow the shit out of Destiny, and no one's gonna care. <laughs> like I, I, I'm gonna say that until I am proven wrong. Let's move on. Speaking of shit that's gonna blow things away, uh, everyone's preconceived notions of Episode Nine have hopefully been blown away by the recent casting news. The the fact that J.J. Abrams is involved. And that's what we're going to talk about next, because some more cast members have been confirmed for Episode 9. Returning actors like Kelly Marie Tran, Billy Lord, uh, which if you don't know is uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter, and Anthony Daniels were a nice treat in this, but we... uh, And we had already talked about Billy D. Williams stepping back into his cape for the movie, but the big reveal recently was that not only is Mark Hamill going to appear in the film, but they have found a way to keep Carrie Fisher around for one more go by using unused footage from The Force Awakens. Uh, apparently, her family has signed off on this. They, they feel like J.J. Abrams is being very respectful in the way that they're going to carry out her legacy and end her part in the franchise. And I am so happy to hear this. Like, cause I like you watch the uh, last Jedi and you're like, well, okay. They didn't kill her in this film. Although they had four (laughs) fucking chances. Like, what are they going to do? And so just to know that there was this unseen footage no one had ever even heard of before that they're going to be able to manipulate and use in the in the crux of the story just like fills me with excitement hope for this one it's jj abrams he got the thing started off right and so i i really look forward to that what do you think uh, I've got faith, and just the fact that they're they're using actual footage, and they're not just gonna like CG her in. Uh, which, yeah. to be fair, you know they do that very well now. Yeah, and they absolutely could have. You're you're not you're not gonna imitate her voice the way right. that she uses it, and even even the CG characters that they put in that you know the people have died for the the admiral or whoever it was uh, you're talking um, about grand moff tarkin yeah, yeah uh you know the there were times where you couldn't tell and then there were times where it was blatantly obvious yeah you know using this actual footage and everything else it's going to make it more seamless i think when they have to transition so doing a mixture of the two, I think is really going to help. Yeah. Uh, and just the fact that her family has signed off on it means yeah. that it's, it's worth it. 
a few a few of the articles went into how like they're not gonna use CG because they felt it was like a disrespectful way to go about it. Right. And so yeah, that that is what has me like really happy about it. They found a way to do it because they're not gonna put out this big budget into their new fran- uh, their new trilogy really by like just shoehorning awkward weird scenes that don't make any fucking sense so it it just tells me that like jj figured out a way to work that footage into this film to make it all make sense for the ending well it is jj so yeah uh now how do you feel about mark hamill coming back you know, uh, obviously, I, it's either going to be flashbacks or a force ghost. Like, yeah, that, those are that, only two options. That, here. That's what I'm going to say. It's either going to be a flashback, it's going to be a force ghost, or somehow he's just he's still alive through the magic of the force. No. And comes now, if they the day, do that, then it completely diminishes that scene and it's, makes it's it like worthless. Gandalf. You know, he he pulls a Gandalf and and comes <laughs> no. back. Ten times as strong as before and saves the day at the end of the movie. I will be so pissed off. (laughs) I will be so angry. And I I give a lot of leeway to the Star Wars franchise. I really do. Especially because I pay attention to the novels. I read the novels. I read the comics. All that shit. I accept that there is a larger universe and I accept it as canon. Unlike most people who can't get over the fact that fucking the movies even exist. Uh, apparently. So, so let me ask you, if Luke Skywalker comes back, Luke of the Light, or something like that, would... Nope. <laughs> Absolutely no. The motherfucker is dead. They already pissed me off by making the trans... Like, the handoff of the lightsaber a piddly bullshit fucking scene. I hate that. Like, everyone talks about this thing and that thing. Oh, Leia used the Force. That's so weird since every fucking Skywalker before her has apparently used the goddamn Force. (laughs) But her using it, that's the big fucking, like, end-all, be-all, like, this movie sucks moment. No, you fucking dumbass. But... But that that whole epic moment to the end of The Force Awakens, the big spanning like helicopter shot of the island and the, the music swelling us into the fucking credits and shit that meant so much and raised so many questions for him to just toss it over his shoulder. So, comically, they made a joke out of it. Toss it over his shoulder. That pissed me off. I was like, that makes every fucking second from the ending of the force awakens a bullshit pointless scene and they could have just like ended it with her landing on the island and that could have been it because everything following that means nothing now that's what pisses me off what what if it would have been she finds him and they they just lock eyes and the movie ends there and then the next one starts and she goes to hand him the lightsaber and there's a moment there he takes it that would have been at least a little better but still would have left a bad taste in my mouth it would have been more uncomfortable and meant less than a moment like that should and that's what i would have walked away with but like no matter how you play that scene and i even made the suggestion like what if he like threw it off to the side like he like He's walked away from that life. He's casting it aside. If he had thrown it to his side, 
it would have meant the world a difference than just tossing it over his shoulder because the shoulder thing was obviously a joke and it got a laugh out of some of the plebeians in the audience. But tossing it to the side says something. You know, they could have made that tiny little change and I would have been like, okay, well, that sucks, but at least, like, I get it. You know, I understand that move. But no, this felt like Rain Johnson saying, like, fuck you, JJ. Like, you set up this big scene. I don't want to write that big scene. I don't want to be a part of that big scene. This is my movie. Eat a dick, dude. Like, for real. Like, and I feel like you did a great job with the whole of the film. But in that moment, eat a dick, Ryan Johnson. (laughs) And that's what pisses me off, is when Star Wars takes something that someone else created and makes it pointless... Right. Yeah, that, like, except for Jar Jar. I feel like they handled that real good by shoving it into a novel I can't even remember the name of. <laughs> they did. That, that, that was an appropriate That was end. the one good way to deal with something someone else created. But... <laughs> you, you ready for... <laughs> you ready for more Disney news? You want to sure. get really depressed and serious again? Yeah. Awesome. Well, James Gunn was fired from Disney. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After a lot of tweets of his uh, between the years of 2008 and 2012 were dug up, Disney has parted ways with James Gunn. And I'm sure there have been plenty of fucking articles popping up in people's feeds and shit, especially on Twitter. But uh, I, I felt it was like, like it was pertinent for us to kind of designate like this is the actual whole of the situation and and then discuss like our personal opinion on it uh just to give you an idea what these tweets are like because i'm sure you haven't seen any of the depth i I haven't went in depth to see what the tweets said yeah one, one of the bigger ones uh reads the best thing about being raped is when you're done being raped and it's like whew this feels great not being raped that was one of them uh, with others that made satirical comments about the 9-11 attacks, uh, AIDS, the Holocaust, pedophilia, even describing a monkey masturbating on a young child. And uh, paraphrasing Gunn's Twitter apology, he did come forward and said, When I started, I viewed myself as a provocateur, making movies and telling jokes that were outrageous and taboo. As I've discussed publicly many times, as I've developed as a person, so has my work and my humor. Not to say I'm better, but I'm very, very different than I was a few years ago. My days saying something just because it's shocking and trying to get a a reaction are over. I don't blame my past self for this, but I like myself more and feel more full uh, as a more full, full human being and creator today. Keeping in mind, he he started, and that ends the quotes, keeping in mind he started his career working for Troma, writing Tromo, uh, Tromeo and Juliet, and, like, do you know who I'm talking about there? I don't think so. The Toxic Avenger. They make B-horror, like, shock factor shit. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Like, he started his career working on stuff like that, and this is, like... And the things in those films that he has worked on early in his career, like, set 
to the tune of this are enough to get him fired from Disney alone. So they knew where he was coming from. They knew where he had gotten his start in the industry. And you you can't tell me that Disney did not do the appropriate background checks, like looked into his social media and shit. Uh, and you got to remember, 2012 being the cap of these tweets, like being between 2008 to 2012, uh, it was a different time. Yeah. 2012 yeah. being when he started on the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. It was a different time politically and through Hollywood and shit like that, not making an excuse for the content of those tweets, but it was a different time. So like, let's say his most recent tweet was just like six months before he got the job working on guardians of the galaxy. Disney had to have known about those tweets. There's no way they didn't look into it. And whether, whether they knew or not, for for them now to be like okay well this this comment or this tweet that was made yeah. close to a decade ago that that is what we are going to to base our standpoint of this man who has made us millions if not right. billions of dollars i mean the guardians of the galaxy franchise is just gi-fucking-gantic now it and is. when they first made that film it was an obscure title no one 90 percent of people didn't even know about so for them to take this standpoint on a man who has not only revived basically a a dead group for, a dead franchise side, yeah you know and, and to make them millions and millions of dollars in profit from these movies and yeah. has brought them, you know, more more followers, more fans than they had prior and everything else to to take this man and judge him and to dismiss him based on what he did a decade ago is entirely unfair unjust and i think that that speaks unconsciousable well it, it speaks more about marvel and how or not marvel but it speaks more about disney and if say okay say someone comes in about you know someone unearthed something from george lucas right made a rape joke back in the 70s are they gonna just completely dismiss and dismantle the star wars franchise are they gonna disown right. all that you know well, and uh, that that's a little bit of an extreme jump because right. they're not like they're not burning down the Guardians of the Galaxy. Apparently, Volume Three is still supposed to happen. He just won't be a part of it. But uh, I agree, it is a very reactionary type thing rather than Disney making this decision based out of what's right and what's wrong. It's just they because, like I said, they had to have known about it. So they've known about it this whole time, and they just sat on it because nobody was making a big deal out of it. Now someone's made a big deal but, out of it, and, and the thing, the and thing so they're is, reacting to that. And every article that I've read has stated that these were unearthed by like extremists, and, and I'm going to yeah. go ahead and say it, like extremist Trump supporters. It was more of a political attack it than it was anything. Like it, yeah. it was, it was a very personal attack towards James Gunn to to ruin his right. career. And now I'm not going to defend the the tweets themselves, no, no, especially no. anything dealing with pedophilia. I find that distasteful, like, any, stupid. Any of that is you know, 
I, I will say unexcusable, you know, right. hold the man accountable for what he has said and done, but he has he has become a different right. person. And, and you read these tweets, like the one I uh, I had read about uh, the, the yeah. having been raped and the best part is not being raped anymore uh, at the end of it. There's one that, that's about, like, he wants to do a movie about the giving tree, but at the end of the movie, the giving tree comes back to life and gives the boy a blowjob or something. And, uh, if you read the book, because I actually, we used to read that to my son a lot. He's a man by the end of that book, so it's it's a dude getting a blowjob from a tree by the end of that book. But the way he phrased it, it was a little boy and shit. These are obviously trolling comments. You see them in YouTube comment sections every fucking day from any any random account. Exactly. And stuff. So it's really YouTube comment type bullshit meant to shock and piss people off. And, yeah. and that's how he pointed it out. Now, we ourselves just on this podcast have made some really shitty comments we really have. dumb jokes and stuff to where if we ever have an entertainment career this podcast is gonna kill us oh absolutely <laughs> in the future for sure absolutely so we we can't stand white knighting either we can't no. like stand above these comments because we've made shitty dumb comments too i think we've avoided making rape jokes I know we've avoided making child molestation jokes, but we we can't hold ourselves to a higher regard either. Right, and I don't. But but at the same time, I hold Disney to a higher standard. Right, right. To just, oh, well, he's he's in the negative public eye right now. Let's get rid of him. Right. Yeah, and, and, and that's and, exactly what they did. And given that, given the understanding of why they made the decision, do you agree with their decision? No, no, I, I not, don't. not even from a business standpoint. Even from a business standpoint, they Disney, Marvel, like however you want to call them right now, right? They have the staying power to, you know, they can, they can even, they could have supported him and who he is right. now. They could have went so far as to as to backing him in his statement of. You know, I made these comments during a different period of my life, you right. know, when I, I was all about the shock factor and all that. Right. You know, and... And, and any, anyone can relate to that idea. Exactly. That 10 years makes the difference. And, and I mean, and the thing is, you know, okay... Because we've that, done some stupid shit have. that's not on camera. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But it's like, okay, we, we keep finding out more and more things and allegations coming up about yeah. a lot of our favorite actors over the years. Right. You know, and it, it it's a devastating blow for some of these right. to come up. You know, I, I still love Kevin Spacey's movies... And things that he's been a part of. And that's a good comparison. That, the Harvey Weinstein situation. These are guys who not only actively did these things, but apparently didn't stop over the years. And in this situation, we're talking about simply words on a social media website. It's not like... There are reports coming out that he molested children and that there's this whole backlog of child pornography on his computer or that he raped anyone or anything like that. And that's the thing. It it was words. But we we live in a time right now where words hurt more people than anything else now 
because everyone is either too too concerned about being politically correct or too concerned about who's right. watching them. And that's what this situation is, is this came from a seemingly influential source right. is where these were unearthed. So Disney felt that they had to, to keep their you know, quote-unquote pristine, clean, calling back, friendly Calling Disney. back to a comment we made on a previous episode. I don't know if it was the last one, but it was very recent. The racist crows are still in every copy of Dumbo. Yeah. So, you know, so, so oh, if, you took a dick out of the cover of fucking Little, Little Mermaid? Mermaid? That but, doesn't help clean up your image, I was going to say, Disney. you know... All know where this, you came from. All of this Disney history is still there. Yeah. So, okay, they're going to remember. Get... Remember, this is a company that was, like, raised from the ground up by an anti-Semite. Yeah. <laughs> so... so, if they're going to get rid of, a, like, a big name for them. Yeah. If they're going to get rid of, like, one of their big money makers, then they need to go back and they need to modify everything they, in they their, really need to in look their at... production history yeah. and take out anything racist or even remotely offensive in today's eyes. And it was okay back then when they put it out. That's fine. But in today's eyes, if you were to, if you were to play Dumbo, it, I, I don't want to Dumbo or Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Yeah. Anything like that. If you wanted to throw anything like that out there that is racist, sexist, what however you want to look Shows at it. Shows child abuse. You know, show yeah. It is very poorly received in today's society. But you're still gonna stand behind that. Yeah. But you're not gonna stand behind someone who has helped you come up as a company over the past five, six years. You know, that's that's very hypocritical in my yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and speaking further, uh, making comparisons to things that are actually going on now, uh, there there was another situation kind of like this with Dan Harmon recently. I don't know if you saw that. I don't think so. Dan Harmon, if you don't know, is the creator of uh, Rick and Morty mm-hmm. uh, recently closed a deal for a seven seventy episode deal, which yeah, equals yeah. another seven seasons. Uh, apparently, a a very distasteful pilot he made in two thousand nine, where a guy travels back in time and sexually assaults the baby versions of evil people throughout history, like Mussolini and uh, Hitler, Stalin, and shit like that. Right. Uh, that got resurfaced recently and Adult Swim came forward and said, because essentially what had happened, he had put that pilot out there. It was called Daryl and it was meant to be a parody of Dexter. Um, he took it down almost immediately after putting it out and realizing that it was not cool. (laughs) It shouldn't be there. And so... Adult Swim came forward and was like, no, we're not going to fire him. He understands that that's not the kind of thing that we look for. He's never presented anything like that for us. Although we do try to push the envelope and we focus on, and I'm very paraphrasing here. Right. Although we do try to push the envelope and we, we try and show some fucked up shit because it's either humorous or a commentary on the world as it is. That's not something we're looking for. And it seems like he... And they stated it seems like he is apologetic for it. He's, again, never made anything like that since. 
So right. we're not going to be cutting ties with him. And so there's there's an example of a company using practical logic in their business decisions and moving forward with a creator who has made a fucking show that is gigantically oh god beneficial to Adult Swim. If they were to cut ties with Dan Harmon, they're cutting ties with Rick and Morty. So they're throwing away Rick and Morty after making a seven-season deal, which <laughs> everyone's all about. A show that causes riots in McDonald's. <laughs> you know? Guardians of the Galaxy is just like that for Disney. Everyone is chomping at the bits for part three. Especially, and me personally, excited for the idea that it was supposed to take place before Infinity War. Yeah. Like, we're making that jump back. We're going to see more of, uh, supposed to have seen more of the uh, Star-Lord-Gamora relationship formulate. I don't know if all that's going to still happen without James Gunn. Because that was his shit. Like, that's so, what he was going to do. So Disney's cutting ties with James Gunn. Does that mean that whoever's directing... That's the, well, do they have to not have any ties with James Gunn? Hopefully can, not. Can James Gunn write letters? Hopefully they can just secretly email back and forth. <laughs> and, then, and there's one more comparison. Like, uh, with the Stan Harmon thing. He actively made the fucking pilot. Like, yeah. He went through all the work to do the animation and the voices and get it and get and do an intro to it because the the pilot starts out with an intro from dan Harmon and everything and put it out and then realized it was fucked up these are just simple tweets that you can make on the fucking toilet in half a second and then get a phone call and completely forget that you fucking made that tweet yeah uh yeah it's Although, you know, notifications won't necessarily let you forget about that because, oh, God, Twitter notifications are oh. terrible. But yeah, no, it's, just, it's a really stupid, fucked up thing. On one hand, I'm like, I get it. They fired him for these tweets. They were fucked up. And up to this point, he has not been held accountable. And I think even in subsequent apology tweets, James Gunn was even like, I accept all of this wholeheartedly. You know, this is my comeuppance for making that shit. Because up to this point, he hadn't been held accountable. But right. at the same time, it's you have to argue, is he a different person? I think he is. His work yeah. at least shows a gigantic change from the shit that he was putting out back during that time back in 2008 mm -hmm. and well before 2008 so yeah like Absolutely. i mean because if someone holds me accountable for some of the shit i was saying in 2008 some of the shit i was doing in 2008 i am so fucked and that's when i started my youtube <laughs> videos too yeah. yeah i really gotta get stc ww taken down <laughs> You probably should. Probably really should because there are some videos out right now. And you know what? Just in solidarity of my opinion, I'm not going to cut this out of the episode. There are some videos that I've told you recently that I want, I need to get off YouTube because they are not reflective of the type of shit that I do now. They're not reflective. Right. They were very ignorant videos made by someone who didn't understand what he was talking about and just was making dumb seemingly to him funny comments and shit based on his own humor and understanding and that that kid 
Honestly, not even because of those videos. If I could take that dude and beat the living shit out of him, I would. <laughs> not even for those videos, but for the life choices that dumb fuck made. Right. I'm a much different, much more adult and grown person. Although you can't tell from our humor on this podcast. <laughs> not even if they were um, Yeah, so, so I think that's where we're going to leave that one. <laughs> we're going to go into phone booth news now, which is just... Holy shit, there is so much phone booth news. It's time for the news, the phone booth news. That's right, everyone, it's time for the phone booth news where we try to give you the news faster than Deadpool could save the day, which gives us 3 minutes, 45 seconds. We're in a hurry. <gasps> We're in a big old hurry here. So, Odell has his finger on the button. Uh, one second, let me get rid of these notifications that are on my screen right now because I don't want them to distract me. <laughs> I want to try and do. No, I'm not. <laughs> Don't. Okay, you're all right. Figure on the button. Let me know when you're ready. Go. In video game news, a new San Diego Comic Con gameplay trailer revealed Silver Sable as another villain in the upcoming Spider-Man PS4 title. The Commodore 64 is finally getting a mini version coming to stores in North America on October 9th, 2018, and will retail for $70. In comics news, a ton of comics were revealed before and during San Diego Comic Con. Some titles include Superior Octopus series written by Dan Slott and Old Lady Harley five-issue miniseries, a Batman Who Laughs miniseries by Scott Snyder, a new Star Wars maxi-series project that comprises three books, Age of Republic, Age of Rebellion, and Age of Resistance, spanning the prequels to the new sequels with 30 issues in total, a Doctor Horrible one-shot written by Joss Whedon, a relaunch of Marvel Knights, a relaunch of What If, a relaunch of Marvel Zombies, and two new DC Black Label stories called Three Jokers by Jeff Johns and Jason Fabok, and a Batman-Joker Deadly Duo team-up book by Mark Silvestri. Tom King also revealed Batman's early 2000s com uh, costume will return in Batman number 53 in August, and it was announced that Peter J. Tomasi will be taking over the writing on Detective Comics with issue 994. And finally, after 25 years, the Simpsons comics are coming to an end this October with issue 245. In TV news, AMC's horror subscription service Shudder has greenlit a creep show television series to be helmed by Greg Nicotero. Variety is reporting a Buffy reboot series is officially in development with Joss Whedon as executive producer and Monica Ayuso-Bren writing and showrunning. Nickelodeon and Paramount Pictures have also announced they're bringing back Rugrats with a 26-episode order and a live-action TV, uh, or I'm sorry, live-action film featuring CGI characters, and premiering uh, a trailer for their upcoming TV movie, Invader Zim, Enter the Florpus. After being dropped by Hulu, Lock and Key has found a new home at Netflix, while Marvel's Cloak and Dagger has been renewed for a second season. Star Trek Into Darkness co-star Alice Eve's role in Iron Fist Season 2 has been revealed also to be Typhoid Mary. Oh, yeah. Sam Witwer, the voice of Darth Maul in The Clone Wars, has been cast as Agent Liberty, a villain for Season 4 of Supergirl. And according to Variety, a Batwoman series is being developed at the CW and may debut in 2019. 
Finally, Star Wars The Clone Wars is returning in 2019 with a 12-episode season premiering exclusively on DC's future streaming service. In movie news, Marvel Zombies, I'm sorry, Zombieland 2 has set a release date for October 2019 in time for their 10th anniversary of the original film. Seen during San Diego Comic-Con, the first female Predators of the franchise will be included in the upcoming film. Sorry, Spit is overtaking me. Warner Brothers and DC Films also shed some light on their upcoming origin film, and it has officially been titled Joker, and is set to hit series October... Hit theaters October 4th, 2019. And according to the rap, Black Canary, Huntress, Cassandra Kane, and Renee Montoya have joined the roster of characters supposedly appearing in the DC's Birds of Prey film. Director Ruben Fleischer announced that the symbiote Riot will be a major villain in the Venom film and others will join him. In other news, according to The Hollywood Reporter, series creator Frank Miller has regained the TV and film rights for Sin City. Hulk Hogan has been reinstated into the WWE Hall of Fame after three years suspension for his racist comments seen in a sex tape. And on Monday Night Raw, Vince McMahon, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon announced the first ever all-women's pay-per-view titled Evolution. And that is the news. What did it? What, what, what did we get? What is it? Four seventeen. Four seventeen. That sounds about right. A little thirty seconds over. I don't even. Even if I hadn't fucked up during that, I'm still one hundred percent sure. It you probably would have only saved about ten seconds. Right. Tops. Yeah. There was a lot of news. A lot of San Diego Comic Con shit. Uh, unfortunately, though, guys, we are not moving on to a comic review section because, <laughs> one, we had totally forgotten. If you're watching the Instagram, there was a, a bit of a uh, text back and forth between Alpha Spectre and I about how we forgot to pick a book for this so, episode. And, and, and in case you guys were not aware of that exchange... Uh, we have decided to cancel the podcast. We're burning it all to the ground. Uh, we are destroying all evidence. We are moving, uh, relocating, renaming, <laughs> changing our names. We're going to hack the the Pentagon. We're going to hack the um, internet itself. Remove everything about us. Uh, and it would not serve us well to upload this episode. But I guess we're going to. <laughs> so, uh, have you been reading anything interesting? Though? We'll do a little. Have you? What have you been reading? Uh, actually, I have been working my way through uh, the Nightwing, the New Order, six okay. issue mini series. Oh, cool, uh, cool! You finally got. Yeah, that. I, I'm about to. I'm about to read the last issue today. Kind uh, of an uh, Elseworlds situation yeah, there. It's actually really cool, and yeah. Superman just showed up in it without powers. In which issue? Uh, issue five. Issue five. Uh, wow, that's a like late, a, a big a big thing happens with all the villains and a bunch yeah. of shit happens in Metropolis. So Dick Grayson takes it upon himself <laughs> to. There was a device from Apocalypse that could neutralize powers worldwide. Oh shit! So and Batman has had it for years. Yeah, well that uh, makes sense. <laughs> but after a big happening in Metropolis. Uh, Dick Grayson makes the basically a, a world police organization type thing, and sets it off. And huh. and anyone with powers has to be registered. Uh, they have to 
take this like serum to keep their powers neutralized and all that. Uh, and, but everything uh. ha, everything has went through laws and voting and everything. Like the people wanted this. Yeah, the, so so basically they're taking the idea behind Marvel's Civil War and hyping Iron Man's part in it to the extreme. Yeah. Yeah. But like the Titans are still around as like a rogue faction. Yeah. Uh like when when all of this happened, so like, okay, Wally, he gets his powers from the Speed Force. So his right. his weren't neutralized in this. Gar, his powers were neutralized mid morph. So Whoa. he's like half tiger half man that's insane like it's really cool to see uh <laughs> starfire her powers come from these gauntlets by the way they had a kid but dick and cory are not together uh, uh, that's a, a big that's a, that's a whole element deal uh she left him that's really cool it, uh, it sounds like really, a really cool series uh, yeah do you think the trade of this is out yet it should be. Yeah. Uh, but like I, I said, would say, I'm that last issue. Six, uh, it's, it's, I'm kind of bummed I put it off this long, especially yeah. because uh, Kyle well, Higgins wrote it. It's un, it, it, it's, it doesn't affect the main continuity, so exactly. it's not like you really missed anything. It's an, it, it's an Elseworlds story. It is. If they, even if they don't want to put Elseworlds on the fucking book, it's Elseworlds. It's Elseworlds. Uh, I have been catching up on a lot. Uh, I finally started on Prelude to the Wedding, so I'm like two parts into that. Uh, going through the checklist on the Batman wedding shit, uh, I... Finished No Justice, really great story. Uh, I I read that Titans tie-in, so I know how the new Titans team is starting, but I'm not intending on reading that book, so I feel like I'm wasting my time there. Uh, but I also picked uh, picked up issue one of the uh, the new Justice League of America book. How's that? It's just Justice League. It's really cool. Like. A lot of, like, team dynamics are focused on in this. It's not just focused on, like, this one, like, thing. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard. to. It, it's Justice League. It's very good Justice League. Okay. It, it's raising the stakes from issue one. Uh, the way they the one that Snyder's writing, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Uh, the way that they institute the Legion of Doom is really cool. The way they get that off the ground uh, I highly suggest it. Even if you didn't read No Justice, they, they make comments about like the source wall and all that shit. Which really, even reading No Justice, you're not going to know exactly what happened there without reading Dark Knight's Metal. So, yeah. yeah. So, if you're not willing to go back and read those two events, just start on this because it's really cool. It's going to go... I, I feel like it's going to go in some really great directions. Uh, I read Rigel Rain. Uh, which is a, a broken icon book. I decided to pick up one of those because I bought like everyone's at least first issue yeah. at that table. And Rigel Rain, it's all right. It's pretty good. Um, I don't know. It, it's got me excited enough to look into more, mm -hmm. but it's not what I thought it was going to be. It's not as entertaining as I thought it would be from the first issue. So I'm really hoping there's there's more there in subsequent issues. And I'll probably check out more because I usually try and give shit like five issues right. to grab me. Uh, but we're not off to a good start with that one. We're off to a semi-entertaining, I didn't forget what happened in the book start. So, yeah. so Vinny... Do you have to pee? I gotta pee a little bit.
Can you tell? Was I talking too fast? No, it's not that you were this talking too fast. Very, you were just well, very squirmy right they now. They couldn't see that, and you didn't need to point <laughs> it out. Uh, anything else you want to talk about this episode? Uh, no, this yeah. has been a pretty jam-packed episode. Yeah, I think that's going to do it for me, for sure. Especially because i got to pee, and i got to try and talk you into recording more. <laughs> uh, guys like this episode if you liked it subscribe if you loved it if you're on YouTube don't forget to hit the bell below if you want to know when the newest videos go up comment your thoughts on any of today's stories let us know where you stand on the whole James Gunn situation because it's a very hot topic and I'm sure a lot of the stuff we said in this is not going to be popular uh, but it's where we stand it's our personal opinion we want to hear yours and of course please share this episode on social media let the people know that we're doing something a hundred other fucking people before us have done you know how else <laughs> we we need you we will still do this but we do it for you guys we do it for ourselves first but we also do it for you right. guys but we need you guys to be there for us just as much as we're here for you guys for an accumulated four clicks totaling two shares a month you can help a podcast reach more audience in the arms of the angels <laughs> Guys, my name is Vincent Herman, baby human. James Odell, Alpha Specter. I cue that giving charitable outro music.